Alrighty, welcome on into another edition of the morning after. I'm your boy Tubby. How are we doing this morning, folks? It's cold. It's wintry. That's right. Believe it or not, it is winter here in Borough. There's a, a light dusting uh, covering the ground, and uh, it's beginning to feel a little bit more like uh, you know typical Borough. It's it's how we roll here. It's cold, so make sure if you're wandering to class today that you bundle up. But uh, speaking of some hot that will probably uh, warm you up a little bit today. There was a lot of action around the borough this weekend with basketball heating up the uh, the area as uh, the men and women had a doubleheader. Well, kind of like a doubleheader. They played both Saturday and Sunday here at the Macomb Fieldhouse, and we're going to go over all of that action here shortly. Um, what else are we going to cover today? We're also going to talk about a wild weekend in the NFL, some surprises, some not so much surprises, and this is turning out to be the year of the backup quarterback. That's right. I mean, almost virtually every team is having their backup quarterback have to start. So we're going to go a little bit more in-depth in that. There's also some shakeup as far as the NCAA uh, football for uh, contention, the uh, the committee's rankings will come out Tuesday. And I will have a shocking response that you probably won't think should be coming out of my mouth. But I will be uh, I will have a shocking uh, comment for that. So uh, that's pretty much all that's going on right now. I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff to go over, a lot of stuff to talk about. And uh, let's dive right into it here with uh, some men's basketball. The men faced... Uh, Mansfield yesterday winning 88 to 75 and you know I it's it's surprising I, I guess it's not that surprising I mean the men are off to a, a big tear uh, you look at their uh, they were shooting uh, from field goal percentage they had a 52% field goal percentage which is uh, really good for them coming outside and we talked to Chewy last week when he was in on Thursday with me. And, you know, this is a smaller, uh, quicker team. They don't have that many um, big guys in the paint. But they're getting it done. I mean, they outscored. It was a little bit close in the first half. It was 33-30 at halftime. And then the men came out and it just extended on that lead, ending it. Um, Mansfield only scored 45 points, whereas uh, – Edinburgh scored 55 to give a final total of 88 to 75. So a good solid win for them. Up next for them, they are looking at Lake Erie College, the storm. They'll face them uh, tomorrow at the 7 o'clock tip-off. So make sure you check that out. We'll have that call right here on WFSE uh, with Mike Fenner on the call. Take a look now over at the ladies. The ladies in this game really just stepped on the gas scoring uh they ended up winning this game 95 that's right 95 to 61 they jumped out early on mansfield in the first period getting 31 points to only mansfield's 12 then continued to keep up the pace with 19 points in the second to mansfield battled back a little bit had 14 points and then in the third quarter, I mean, we were kind of wondering, Mike and Tyler were on this call. Mike and Tyler were wondering uh, whether or not uh, Edinburgh would continue to keep up the pressure or kind of relax a little bit. 
and I thought they did fairly well, although they faltered. Uh, Mansfield tried to close the gap, scoring 20 points, where Edinburgh only scored 15. Uh, but it still just was not enough as the fourth quarter, the ladies just stepped on the gas and just continued to obliterate Mansfield, going to a 30-15 to 15 point differential in the fourth to give you a final score of 95-61. to 61. Uh, Some standouts, uh, Lauren Hippo had 21 points to her credit, played a total of 33 minutes. Uh, Katie Fisher had 22 points. Uh, uh, Freeland had 19 points. So, uh, and uh, Michelle John had 11 points. So that's three ladies in double digits for points on uh, for Edinburgh. An outstanding effort by them, and they look like they're going to be on a tear this year. Um, their next game will be on the 25th against Virginia Union University. Um, so look for that one. Uh, let's see, where else are we going to go with this here? Uh, so uh, it says here, according to GoFightingScots.com, it says here, uh, Lauren Hippo got the scoring started with a three-pointer five seconds into the game to spark a 22-8 to run at the beginning of the game. That's a good I mean, that's hard to overcome, especially if you're Mansfield. So, I mean, the ladies just got on the gas, stayed in it, and just gave no relief whatsoever to their opponent. Um, let's see if I can try to bring up the scores from Saturday here. Uh, let's see. Go back here. I know it's kind of it's kind of hard. I'm kind of following uh, flying solo today, unexpectedly. But it's you know it's okay. It's all right. Uh, let's see. They face Kutztown on Saturday. Now, this one, this one didn't go so well in the ladies' favor <clears throat> as they lost to Kutztown, a 65-63 to score, uh, fairly close. They just could not uh, make up the gap. In the first quarter, Kutztown outscored Edinburgh 18-12. to Moving on to the second period, uh, Edinburgh made up a little bit of ga- made up a little bit of ground, uh, outscoring 15 to 13, and then again in the third period caught on. But then Kutztown caught fire in the fourth, outscoring 20 to 17 over the ladies, giving you a final score of 65 to 63. So I mean they put forth a good effort, but uh, just falling a little bit short here. Uh, for your high scores, you're looking at uh, Michelle Jean again with uh, 18 points, Freeland with 15, Hippo with 12. And Fisher with nine. So those are your top scores from the ladies on Saturday. Obviously, they recovered Sunday to get the win against Mansfield. So that was a, uh, a good effort out of them. Uh, as far as the men's score for Saturday, I know I'm kind of going backwards here. Uh, but, you know, sometimes, you know, it's just what it's just what Tubby does. I go a little bit backwards, you know. I, it, my prerogative, I can do what I want. So Kutztown ends up uh, getting the win on Saturday against our men's Edinburgh team with a score of 92-82. to 82. Uh, Real close in the first period as Kutztown only uh, outscored Edinburgh by one point. It was 40-39 to 39 going into the half. Uh, and then in the second period, again, they kept it close. But 
you know, Kutztown just got that 10-point advantage, and uh, Burrow just could not recover uh, with a 52-43, giving you a final score of 92-82. to Top scores from Burrow, you're looking at Mason with 39 points, uh, Tommy Scales with 17, Wade Chapman with 13, and Anderson with 4. Uh, again, uh, a good effort out of the men on Sunday. Thankfully, they were able to recover on Sunday and get the win against Manfield or Mansfield. So, a good effort out of them. Uh, switching over now to Edinburgh Wrestling. Uh, they were in action this weekend as they faced Lehigh in a duel. They ended up losing this one 36 to 6. And, uh, you know, uh, Lehigh is a ranked team. They ranked, I believe they're ranked number 10 in the nation. Uh, if I'm looking, if I'm reading this correctly. Um, but standout is Lugo, who ended up getting the win. A true freshman ended up winning on a 6 4 decision over Lecky Gardner. Um, so he's 10 0. And uh, it was, I ended up watching this one on, on Flow. They had it released. Uh, I ended up watching this match. It was a very close match, but it, it just goes to show you that, you know, in, in wrestling especially, uh, you know, you have to you wrestle your opponent, but, you know, your opponent also has to wrestle you. And in any given match, anybody can get the win. Uh, I did watch in, in the following one, uh, the other standout, uh, Miller, the heavyweight, Ended up losing in a in a tough beat. Ended up uh, getting a pin. Miller was in on a. Um, he had the upper body. He was trying to uh, lift his opponent and bring him back down to the mat. Um, his opponent Mac Max Wessel ended up getting the trip and ended up just putting Miller on his back. Now it wasn't a bad move. It was just one of those things where sometimes he just get caught, and uh, it was a, an abrupt, sudden end. I believe. Miller was actually up in this match and winning until that fall. Uh, looking back over it now, on the scores at 125 pounds, uh, Darian Cruz of Lehigh defeats Sean Russell in three uh, in a decision, 3-1. Uh, Dean Sumner's got a major decision on Tony Recco, 12-0. Uh, Randy Cruz of Lehigh uh, gets the pin on Nate Hagen from Edinburgh. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, uh, Luongo defeats Gardner in 6-4. That went the full three minutes. Uh, uh, number seven, uh, Mitch Minotti from Lehigh gets the fall over Spencer Nagy at the uh, three-minute and 29th second mark. Uh, Casey Fuller ends up winning, uh, beating uh, Ryan Preach 3-2. Uh, Elliot Riddick of Lehigh defeats Patrick Jennings in a score of 10 to 4. Uh, Nathan Nathaniel Brown of Lehigh gets a tech fall over Chris Layard. Uh 16 nothing. And this is in the first period of two uh, at the two minute and thirteen mark. At 197, John Bolch defeats Vince Pickett 8-3. And again, as we talked about, uh, Max Wessel gets the pin over Billy Miller at 535, the other freshman. So, I mean, a good effort by the men, some standouts. Uh so it'll be interesting to follow this team as they move forward. Uh, so a lot of action going on in Borough. So it's it's a good time. Uh, the ladies, ladies soccer. Let's reca recap that. If you didn't know, if you've been living under a rock, uh, Tyler Trumbauer went Friday, uh, traveled with the ladies up to Connecticut, 
Uh, they ended up falling uh, to a familiar opponent in East Stroudsburg uh, for a final score of, I'm checking that out right now, uh, I believe it was 3-1. to one. I'm sorry, 2 two nothing. Yeah, and a 2 nothing. But still a storybook season for the first time reaching the Sweet 16. I'm excited. This is still a young team. Excited to see what they're going to be able to come back and do next year. Um, it should be a fairly good. I mean, this is a, uh, I believe their scores came late in the game. And, uh, you know, a good job out of the women, uh, women's soccer. Uh, very proud of them and their efforts this season. Let's go ahead and head into our first break here, and we'll come back with some NFL talk right here on the morning after on 88.9 WFSE Fighting Scots Radio. Alrighty, and we're back right here on the morning after. That's your boy, Tubby, right here on WFSE 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. Uh, let's jump right into the NFL. So, what do you guys think? Whole lot going on, huh? So, uh, let's talk about uh, real quick here. The Raiders losing to a struggling, a struggling, struggling Detroit Lions, eighteen to thirteen. Um, the only points for the Raiders coming in the third quarter, where they scored all thirteen. Uh, Lions. Uh, I I honestly don't know exactly how they pulled this one out. I mean, I don't know if there's like some magic or some chicanery going on, but somehow, anyway, they get off the schneid and get this win. Uh, Colts barely squeaked by the Falcons with a score of 24-21 and a close game here. Uh, Ravens actually, this is, this is a game that I think has a lot of importance to it. The Baltimore Ravens, who will face my Cleveland Browns this coming Monday, uh, lost not only uh, their quarterback Flacco in this game. Let's see if I can bring this up here real quick. Um, I mean, they did manage to get the win in a, in a score of 16-13 to 13 over St. Louis in a last-ditch effort. Just, uh, Justin Tucker kicked a 47-yard field goal just as time expired. Uh, to, in order to win this game, uh, I was trying to find out exactly who else. I I know they lost two, two key players here in Baltimore, and I know I'm struggling and I'm floundering, and I apologize for that. Uh, but anyway, so Flacco is out with an ACL tear; will be gone for the rest of the season. That leaves it up to their um, backup quarterback. Who I actually, you know what? I actually have no idea who uh, their backup quarterback is. So I'll have to do some more research on that for the Monday night game, uh, which I'm sure Tyler and I will talk about at nauseum uh, the next Monday, setting that up as the Browns are coming off their bye week. And uh, let's see, they, the Baltimore committed 10, 10 penalties for total penalty yards of 137 yards. That's crazy. I mean, and they still managed to win the game. 
You just think you just can't win games that way. But somehow they did. So they're coming off this win going into Monday night, so they'll have a little bit of extra time. But they will not have their starting quarterback. So that, that gives new hope for my Cleveland Browns, as we'll be starting uh, Johnny Manziel. Cowboys come back in an excellent win to defeat the Miami Dolphins in a score of 24-14. to That sets them up uh, as Romo returns. So, And the rest of the league, going around the rest of their division, the Redskins fell to a score of 44-16. to So they're down. I'm not even going to mention the Eagles game because Tyler's going to be on here shortly, and I'm sure we're going to talk about that game for him. Uh, so this puts the this kind of puts the Cowboys in the in the catbird seat. I mean, if I were if I were the Cowboy, I'd be pretty optimistic. Sitting at three and seven, uh, just a few games back. So, you know, could be a shocker there. Uh, in better news, the Packers get off the schneid as they win 30-13 to, 30 to over the Vikings. I actually watched this game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers looked a lot better. There was still some hiccups with them. Uh, Eddie Lacy finally got going. You know Eddie Lacy, the, uh, the, the good running back from Alabama. Who? Eddie Lacy. You guys know Eddie Lacy. So I was really, uh, really happy for that one, although I did pick the Vikings to win this game. So shame on me for pick for picking against uh, Green Bay, but with the way they looked in the last couple of weeks, I didn't think they were gonna be able to pull it together. Uh, the Seahawks actually looked like they were supposed to look in this win over the 49ers, and they won a score of 29 to 13. I mean, the 49ers, they were just never in it at all. And then in a Monday night shocker, or I'm sorry, a Sunday night shocker. The Cardinals defeat the Bengals on a score of 34 to 31. Now I thought I thought for sure that the Bengals had this one locked up, but perhaps they're going to go onto their slide and uh, go roll, just go bumbling into the postseason with, uh, of course, the Browns and the and the Ravens having their struggles and the Steelers as well. But the Steelers were on a bye week, as well as the Browns. Uh, Cam Newton, uh, I know I. I read the score earlier. Uh, Cam Newton and his Panthers a score of 44 to 16 over the Redskins. Cam Newton looked like Cam Newton. I mean, he just did things that were absolutely amazing. Finally hit his stride. Finally looked like he's finally looking like the Cam Newton that he was projected to be. Um, so I was really happy for that. Uh, the Texans get the win 24-17 over the New York Jets. The Jets just look horrible in this game. Uh, just getting burnt. At every angle is uh, the one replay that they keep showing over and over again. Uh, the Bears lost to the Broncos in uh, Osweiler's debut. Who? Yeah, that's right. I said Osweiler. Uh, took over for Peyton Manning as they win in a squeaker 17-15 to over the Chicago Bears. The Bears are just struggling uh, this year in that NFC North. Uh yeah, so there was like a lot of, I, I don't know, I, I guess it's finally starting to shake out where the NFL, where the pretenders and the contenders are definitely getting separated here uh, going into the home stretch now as we start to get into uh, November ball passes us and we start to get into actual December ball 
Um, there's a lot of good games coming up as well as a full slate of Turkey Day games uh, are coming up. We'll have to preview that as well. Also, in your Monday nighter tonight, we got the Buffalo Bills against the New England Patriots. Uh, that's at 8.30 tonight. Um, that should be a very decent game. And so a lot of stuff going on. Um, I briefly want to touch on the NCAA. I believe there's going to be a huge shakeup. A huge shakeup with the top four ranking from the selection committee. Now, their results don't come out until Tuesday. But still, I believe there should be a lot of... Uh, a lot... It should look a lot different than it already does. So I, I look forward to seeing that uh, on Tuesday. And uh, I have some other stuff, too, that I, I'd like to discuss. Uh, but I want to wait for uh, my man Tyler, who should be calling in here shortly uh, to catch up. It's really the backbone of this show. And seeing as how I don't have that many shows left with him. Uh, yeah, so I'm kind of just a little bit biding time here. And... Uh, I know I'm, I'm stop. I should just keep going here, but I just uh, kind of running out of material here. Kind of running out of it. I know it's hard to say that uh, that Tubby's ever been speechless, but it's it, it's coming to that point. It really is. So <laughs> I'm trying my best here. I really am. I did see something though in the NBA. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. What they've done is uh, they have one of the best introductions and theatrical introductions in the NBA. If you've never seen it. It's really, uh, with their player introductions, it's it's really quite awesome. It's something to see. And and the players come out, and they go through, like, a little bit of gauntlet. The other the bench players and everybody else, they're high-fiving everybody and come through. But recently, they've stopped doing that. And that's out of, out of a suggestion from one LeBron James, who obviously is the heart and soul and voice of that team. Everybody looks up to him. So now what they've done instead is they've already – they're already out there on the floor in a huddle with Coach Blatt going over their plays and drawing stuff up, the coverages, uh, defenses that they want to run, and uh, outlet plays such as that, just to get their mind going on business. I mean, they're, they're kind of putting off the personal glory and trying to go for the, the glory of the team, which I think is, is excellent. Uh, I know I talked to it uh, at length with Chewy where I really appreciate – Instead of star ball, where they actually play like as a team, and then as a team, they move forward. And I think they're finally starting to get that in Cleveland. And with the run that the Warriors are having, I know they're keeping an eye on them. They're keeping uh, one eye out, but they're still trying to focus on their own season. So a getting down to business for them is a is a good thing. I mean, I think this team needed a little bit of focus. I think they kind of they were. Uh, kind of taking it easy and like, you know, hey, you know, we're in the East and it's not that hard and we're definitely going to get there and, you know, kind of taking things for granted. But when you do that, you get uh, lackadaisical or you get complacent. I mean, that's when it sneaks up and bites you in the butt and one of these other teams will come up and snatch it from you. So I'm looking forward to uh, see this no this no nonsense down to business Cavaliers team uh, basically take the NBA by storm. And uh, really give something because they have a lot of ground to catch up to. Uh, Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors are really on a tear, and they are definitely the team to beat this year as they have a huge chip on their shoulder. Uh, they're trying to silence all the critics where they just barely beat, um, well, according to most critics, 
where they barely beat a uh, a struggling uh, a struggling Cavaliers team, and you know, I mean, they were plagued by injury. So, hopefully, this matchup and the match. I believe everybody wants to see this matchup between the Golden State Warriors and the Cavaliers again in the finals. But I think they want to see it where everybody's healthy and actually be able to prove a point. Let's go ahead and uh, take another break here real quick as we get to 9.30 in the morning right here on the morning after on 88.9 WFSE Fighting Scots Radio. Alrighty, and we're back right here on the morning after. It's your boy, Tubby, right here on 88.9 WFSE Fighting Scots Radio. Right now on the line with me, I got the hardest working man in campus media, Tyler Trumbauer. Tyler, how are you this morning? Tyler? I thought I had him. Perhaps I don't. <laughs> maybe um, maybe the call dropped or something. Tyler, are you there with me? He might be doing some stuff. I kind of hear him on the line. I know he's around. Tyler, can you hear me? I got you there. Uh, okay. There you go. You just couldn't hear me because I didn't put myself in mono. That was a problem. Yeah, you also did not... Uh let me know you didn't you didn't have set it up properly at all. So good job there. Well, you know it's it's Tubby Fails Week. What happened? You know it's what happens when Tubby's in here alone. Hey, well you're gonna have to run this thing yourself eventually. So uh, looks like my ship's going down pretty quick once I uh, jump off board. <laughs> well, maybe I'll get it right. I mean, I still have a few weeks to prepare, a few weeks to train, and you know maybe I can work it out by then. Okay. We'll get it going here. So uh, Tyler, let's go ahead and. Uh, Let's talk about the NFL. Well, I mean, I don't know what you've already talked about, but see, I did. I what I was shocked is that the Cleveland. I totally forgot Cleveland Browns had a bye week this week. Uh huh. So that was that was kind of disappointing because I was looking at that slate yesterday and uh, I was kind of disappointed with that. But um, I mean, uh, the NFL was such an interesting, interesting game yesterday. I mean, I. The first thing is that I, you know, I was watching or peeking at, I should say, while calling the Borough basketball games, where where the Eagles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game, and I don't, and I mean, that's just that was atrocious. Number one, was it just Eagles, to, was it just total failure on a failure on Philly's part, or I it's, I, I couldn't obviously watch the entire game detailed, but from what I saw, every time I peeked down the. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are always on offense, which is not a shock because the Eagles hold the ball for like probably 45 seconds a series. And I, I don't have the stats in front of me to give you the time of possession breakdown, but it was not good, I'm sure. And, I mean, this this team is just it's just not good. And, and, and the main reason that this team is not good, when I'm talking about Philadelphia Eagles, is they do not have a quarterback. I mean, this is a quarterback-driven league. And you don't have a quarterback. I mean, you as a Cleveland Browns individual can figure, can, can sympathize with that because, you know, all the, 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 the jokes of how many times or how many quarterbacks the Cleveland Browns have gone through in, in, in history in the last, what, since whoever was the last person there well, or whatever. Since, since 99, but, we've been through 23 quarterbacks. Starting right. quarterbacks. So, I mean, the Eagles obviously haven't been that, haven't had that much turnover at the position. However, since Donovan McNabb left the Philadelphia Eagles, there has not been another quarterback in the in the organization. Mike Vick, nope. I mean, they've had 
they've had how many they had Nick Foles come in. Now they have Mark Sanchez has been the starter. They've had Vince Young start games. They've had Sam Bradford start games. They've had Matt Barkley start a game. They have there have not there has not been a quarterback since Donovan McNabb. And people don't think Donovan McNabb is that good. I think he's he's a potential. He's definitely one of the best in Eagles history. And he was he's a borderline Hall of Famer. I don't think he's getting in because of his lack of a Super Bowl. But I mean he's a heck of a quarterback as well. So it's it's uh it's really unfortunate um, that the Eagles just suck this year. But they do. And the sad part of it all is that they're all delusional. Because the Eagles suck, and they still, still can potentially win the NFC if they're only a game behind the Giants. Right, that's just absolutely crazy. I was looking at it. Uh, do, do you think? Uh, do you think there's false hope there in Dallas because Dallas ended up getting the win uh, this week? I don't think it's false hope at all. I mean, do you think so? I mean, I think that that's real hope. I think that's legitimacy down there in Dallas. Could that be because, like, outside? I mean. I know the Giants have have Manning, but but still, I mean that's only that's two teams out of out of your division that actually have like a franchise quarterback with Romo and Manning. So well, yeah, I, Romo and Manning are franchise quarterbacks. Obviously, the Cowboys went and didn't win a single game without Tony Romo when he was injured. And um, but I mean, he came back and look at that whole new a whole new different Dallas Cowboys franchise this past Sunday yesterday against Miami. Miami, a team who beat the Eagles two weeks ago, I mind you. Um, the Cowboys beat Miami yesterday by 10 points. And, I mean, the Giants, I mean, the Cowboys are legit because I don't see the Giants. I mean, the, the, the division right now is the Giants to lose. Um, the, the Cowboys picked up a half a game on the Giants because the Giants were by, or had a bye. And um, the, the, they picked up a full game on the Redskins and the Eagles because they both lost. So the, it's really the Giants division to lose because they're in the lead. However, if the Cowboys can easily win out, I saw a stat. They've, they've gone 7-0 to finish a season like five times. So they've, they've obviously done it before, never before with Tony Romo. But even so, they could go 6-1. and one. And obviously a lot of these last few games are going to be against the Redskins, the Eagles, and the Giants. And they can set themselves up for an NFC East title just as easily as they took themselves out in the last seven weeks. Right. So I, I, I mean, what's... What do you think it takes to to win that? I mean, like they could actually have a losing record and still win that division. Is that what? Oh, absolutely. Come? Okay. What, what what is the Cowboys' record right now? Now you're going to put me on the spot. Uh, well, I'm going to put you on the spot because I don't have the capability to do this at the moment. So I'm going to ask you to to Google that up for me real quick. But I mean, if it is going to be a a, a sub 500 record, I'm I'm completely okay with saying that the Cowboys are going to win the division with a sub 500 record. Right. Cowboys are at three and seven right now. They're two and seven right now. Three and seven. Three and seven. Oh yeah, I'm gonna say they have ten, so they have. Okay, so they so they've gone one and zero now, so they got to get six more wins. Is what they want to finish the season undefeated. So they're three and seven. So you go six more wins, it's nine and seven. So that's a winning record. And even if they go six and one, that's eight and eight. It's not a winning record, but it's not sub five hundred. But I could potentially see it even being seven and nine. Um, I mean, the Eagles. I just don't. The Eagles are not a good team. So. I mean, even though they're in the hunt, it's, it's, it's not good. It's really just not good with Philadelphia. They have a lot of problems. Um, the execution is not there with the players. They don't have a quarterback. And until they get a quarterback, it's not good. I mean, I think Mark Sanchez might run this offense better than the uh, than Sam Bradford does, but that doesn't technically – he didn't play like it yesterday, and that doesn't mean he's going to do it week in and week out. So the Dallas Cowboys, they can finish easily finish – I would say eight and eight, potentially seven and nine. I mean, I would say right now that might be a little far fetched, but 
I mean, depending on how this season progresses here, who knows what could happen, and then they could end up going 7-9 and nine and win the division. Anything is still possible. All four of these teams suck, and all four of these teams have the potential to host a home playoff game. Alrighty. Hey, you know what? In a uh, TMZ kind of like news tidbit, there's photos circulating of Kaepernick wearing an Eagles hat posing for pictures with 49ers fans. Does that give you a little bit of ray of hope? Perhaps maybe they can get a deal done and get you Kaepernick, who could most certainly run this offense and make this team better? Well, not right now because he's on injured reserve, so that would be a 2016 situation, not a uh, 2015 thing. He's done for the year. Um, and I think I don't think Chip Kelly, the general manager, would make that type of trade or get that type of move in season. But, I mean, potentially, I mean, I would like – I'm, I'm open to seeing anybody at this moment. I don't see a lot anybody in the draft that can get things done for the Eagles at the quarterback position. And, I, obviously, I don't think Mark Sanchez is a franchise quarterback uh, solution. I think he's a solid backup in the league that can make spot starts. But I don't think he's a starting franchise quarterback, something the Eagles need. So, they're going to need to go somewhere. And if it turns out that they're going to get Colin Kaepernick for – pennies on the dollar because I think the Niners would be easily readily willing to move him at a cheaper price just to get him out of the building, then I'm all for that. Did you happen to, um, after your basketball duty, and I know, uh, I believe you mentioned you've called five games in the last four days. That's got to be some five kind games, of record. Five games in three days. I had soccer Friday in Connecticut, two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday, all four of those in Macomb. So five five games in three days in two different states. So that's got to be some kind of record. I mean, we'll have to get with our stat personnel to figure it out, but that's got to be some kind of record for campus media, my friend. I don't think it's been done too many times before, if at all. I would I would tend to agree with that. Uh, so did you get a chance to catch any football action around the league after you uh, finished up duty on Sunday, or did you simply go home and just rack out and try to recuperate? Well, I did end up seeing the end of the um, Sunday night football game, the, the Bengals and the Arizona Cardinals. The Bengals, or I mean, excuse me, the Cardinals, that last, that last minute drive, there were 63 seconds left on the clock, no timeouts for the uh, Cardinals, and Carson Palmer stepped right out on the field, boom, 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 down the field, got themselves a chip shot field goal position, and that was the ball game, and they won 34-31. The Bengals went down the field, and took the field goal to tie it up with a minute and three seconds and thought they were going to overtime. But unfortunately, the uh, Cardinals uh, had some other plans and took care of business and went down the field and won the game with time firing with the field goal. But, I mean, the biggest thing is what made it a chip shot field goal was the unsportsmanlike penalty on a linebacker for the Bengals right on the uh, the play before the field goal. They were trying to take, they were going to spike it to stop the clock because the Bengals, I mean, because the Cardinals, as I said, had no timeouts, but the Bengals then um, went inside to mimic the snap count of the Cardinals, and that's a 15-yard unsportsmanlike penalty. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't even, I didn't even catch this game at all. I was, I was busy. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, playing Call of Duty or whatever you do. Yeah, no, actually, I wasn't. I was trying to get, uh, I was trying to help my kids out with some homework and stuff, some last minute stuff that they neglected to do. So I missed the end of this one. 
Uh, it was I've never seen that unsportsmanlike penalty called. And the interesting part about it is it never really gets called because the umpire is not normally behind the linebackers in the secondary, but he was under two minutes. He's back there. So it was under two minutes in the game, and he was back there. And then that's when he can hear the linebacker trying to jump that snap count. And then that's when he was able to call those guys for the penalty. That's just, that's just one of the crazy, crazy stuff. So what did you think of um, – did you catch any anything of, of the NCAA at all on Saturday? The uh, Any football action there? Other than not Ohio too State? Much, was- not too much. I mean, it was uh, – uh, let me see if I got to think back. I mean, I did watch Notre Dame Boston College game. In I Fenway. find it on NBC Sports Network. Don't even get me started on that. How was there was some turkey, cartoon turkey Thanksgiving thing on NBC, like the network. And, I had, and then they bumped Boston College, Notre Dame, at Fenway Park, no less, to NBC Sports Network. I mean, that's a... That's a violation on NBC, if you ask me. I would, if I was in the studio, I would, I'd press the boo button because that's just horrible. Right, just, just a terrible, terrible, <laughs> terrible job out of them. I'll even give them one of those for epic fail. Uh, one of the things I wanted to mention, I know we discussed at nauseum the ranking system and the top four. Uh, what was it on Friday show? I believe we talked about it. Yeah. Okay. So now that Ohio State has lost to Michigan State. Yes, they should be out of the top four. I agree. That's my belief, that they should not be in the top four. If they are in the top four this week, then that committee, council, poobahs, whoever they are that sit in that secluded little bunker and do whatever it is they do, are completely and horribly wrong. They should not be in the top four. Do you think uh, Oklahoma gets there? I mean, they were one of the first ones out, right? Oklahoma. I mean, or was that Oklahoma State was one of the first two out? I think it was. Might have been Oklahoma. I think. I think if I think if the top four remain, I think if out of the top four, Ohio State drops out. Then it's Notre Notre Dame is phased, and Iowa Iowa would probably jump in because Iowa just won their 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 Western championship or whatever, and they're going to the championship game. Right now, see, a lot of people think that they were um, that Michigan State would jump Iowa and take that number four spot because Michigan State has more quality wins over the committee's top twenty-five teams. And that according, is true. And according to like like you had uh, alluded to last Friday, Iowa hasn't beaten anybody except for their weak conference on the west side of the Big Ten. See, but my then I could see that totally. But then my my rebuttal to that is why is why is Iowa then ranked fifth? Because the way I would see it then is if you have a rankings and the one person is going to drop down, then that means the other person should just move up. Because if you thought Michigan State was a better playoff contender than Iowa regard at that moment in time, then they should have been ahead of Iowa. Right. So that's not fair to Iowa. If Iowa's fifth and Michigan State would say seventh or eighth in that last week's ranking, Michigan State beats Ohio State. Iowa just plays and beats the team they're supposed to play, wins their divisional crown, and stays at five. But Michigan State jumps all the way up to four or three? I don't know about that. Right. Well, Michigan State, I believe the way it shakes out in the Big Ten, now we'll have to get uh, Mr. Gleason on the line at some point during this week to kind of figure this out for me. But if I remember correctly, 
Michigan State can win their division in the Big Ten with a win over Penn State and an Ohio State loss to Michigan. Michigan can win it with a Michigan State loss to Penn State and a win over Ohio State this weekend. And I think Ohio State needs Michigan State to lose, and they need to beat Michigan. Gotcha. Yeah, that's way too way too complicated for my brain. So I mean, I, I'm I'm guessing you probably don't have that right either. I, I I know I'm close. I'm close on that. But again, I'm gonna have to double check, and I'm sure I'll have that answer for you when I'm in here on Friday. Or I'm sorry, no. You know what? We're not here the rest of the week. This is it for us, right? This is it, right? Yeah, we are going to have off Tuesday through next. Sunday, obviously, it's Sunday, Saturday, Sunday off. But, yeah, this is the last show, the first and only show for the week. Hope all the uh, listeners and the like enjoy the holiday break. And uh, we will be back on Monday, November 30th, to wrap up the month of November, recap our lovely Thanksgiving holidays we had. And then that will begin the final few days of the morning after for this semester. Wow. It's that close to being all over. It's that, that close. We have... Five more shows left after this one that we are currently doing at the moment. Wow, unbelievable! It, flew, it seemed like it flew by to me. Maybe we'll, well have to. It did. It did. I mean, this semester really did fly by, and uh, you know, now we're we're in the home stretch, getting things done. Especially me, the last few days have flown by. I don't feel like I've been in the in Edinburgh on campus in in quite some time. Right. Well, you know, you're the man on the move, the man in demand calling all the games that you can so busiest the hardest working man in campus media right here tyler trumbauer ladies and gentlemen i don't know about that but thank you thank you but uh back to the uh, college football playoffs before we get all sentimental here and start crying on each other the uh right um the uh, college football playoff i mean i would see i how far do you think ohio state should fall down i mean they were third before and then you were obviously advocating that they need they needed to be in third because it was you had to to, to be the man, you have to beat the man. But now right. someone beat the man. So how That's... far does the man fall? Are they still one of the first two out? Uh, so are they five and six, or are they dropped down and you think they're completely done in terms of the college football playoff? Well, I mean, they have a chance to get back in it. I mean, if they can, if Ohio, if Ohio State can get this win against Michigan, lock up the Western, the Western Division title, and then win the Big Ten championship, then they may be able to squeak in as a fourth seed uh, again, so they may be able to get back in it. I believe they're probably going to drop down around the neighborhood of nine or ten, just simply because of their strength of schedule and they didn't have like quality. They didn't have statement quality wins. I mean, they didn't they didn't win like Ohio State football should have won. Does that make so sense? Let me ask you. Let me ask you this question: How many weeks are left in the college football playoff season? I think there's only one. There's like right. next week. That's so it. So you think you think you can fall down to nine or ten when the rankings come out this this Tuesday, and you think you can jump all the way back up to four with one win? No, I said two with two wins because they have, if they win and lock up the Western Division title, then they have the Big Ten title game. Right. So that gives them an okay, extra so week. Two wins. Right. So if they have that big win, they should jump up to probably like if they beat Michigan, they should jump up probably around five, six, somewhere around there, knocking on the door. But then if they win the Big Ten title, then they should be in the, in the conversation. Um, probably even over some of the, I mean, much to the chagrin of the uh, Big 12 conference who doesn't have a title game. Uh, 
you know, I, I think that carries more weight, and that's what helps to get them into the top four, if at all. That's tough for me to. That's tough for me to see that you can drop all the way down to nine or ten if they do. I mean, I think the I think the bottom of the barrel for Ohio State would have to be eight. It would have to be if they if they fall any farther. I think that's going to be the end of it for them. It's just I don't see how you're because if you're telling me that you're down to nine or ten. That means at the if the playoffs would start today, they would be the ninth or tenth best team in college football playoff ranking. Two wins, just two wins would get you, and that would be over Michigan, which is a very good win, and then over whoever you play in the Big Ten Championship would then jump you all the way back up to four. Right, because you're looking at if they win, right Right now as it stands, Michigan sits at number 12, right? Right. So, so they win against a top 20 team ranked, right? Then they would go on right. to face Iowa, who's number five in their rankings right now, right, which would make another quality win over a, you know, a top five team. So, okay, so in the Big Ten Championship, they're going to get Michigan State? No, they would face Iowa from the west. Right. East, east meets so, west. I mean, I don't know, because then you got to look at the dilemma is, A, I guess it comes down to how much respect is Iowa going to get. Because if Iowa gets jumped by Michigan State in the playoff ranking, as, right. you, might, as you said, some people are saying, right. if they get jumped and they stay one of the first two out or potentially even fall, then how can you say that, Ohio State beating Iowa in the Big Ten Championship is that big because then you got two teams that are probably have the easiest schedules out of big, big powerhouse conferences, the big powerhouse programs battling together in the Big Ten Championship. So if you have Ohio State, who say they are like eight at the time going into the going into the, the conference championship, and you have Iowa, who say fifth, how does beating Iowa get you into the top four? Because Michigan's going to fall out. Because if Michigan State doesn't go to represent doesn't represent the East in the, in the Big Ten title game, then Michigan State falls out of that top four, leaving a vacant spot. Which where Iowa already has it locked up, they may squeak into that top four spot vacated by Michigan State if they don't go to that that uh, Big Ten title game. So Iowa that's could. A lot of, I mean, that's a lot of what ifs and a lot of scenarios, right. but. You know, I mean, I got to believe that probably one of those top four spots is probably going to come out of the Big Ten. Then, well, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I just don't know if it's going to be, if they're going to want to disrespect all these other teams. I mean, you're looking at, I mean, you're looking at like, what, Oklahoma? You're looking Oklahoma at Oklahoma, State's in there, Oklahoma, a lot of other State, teams that I think Florida, deserve Baylor, a shot in there. Stanford. Right. Notre, Notre, your, you know, your Notre Dame. So, right. I mean, Notre Dame did not look good against Boston College. I'll tell you that. No, that but wasn't. That they was did not what a they quality need, win. They, they did what they needed to do. But I don't. Think, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if losing the Boston College the way they did dropped them back down because Boston College is not a very good football team. No. No, I would agree. So I. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I mean, I think we'll have more of an idea once the rankings come out on Tuesday. I then right. we can play that. You know, I mean, then we can go over the scenario game. Plus, it's all going to be probably will all be shaken out and uh, decided by the time we come back on Monday. So we'll have a better picture then. But I, you know, again, you know, the shocking statement out of me if Ohio State's in that, it'll be a travesty if Ohio State is in that top four this week. That'll be a big mistake out of them. We'll just have to see. Like you said, a lot of what ifs at the moment to put rankings next week. Frankly, come in, come out tomorrow night and the, uh, um, then we'll, play, we'll watch on Saturday over the weekend, and then we'll come back next Tuesday. But we'll come back on Monday, talk about it, and then Tuesday night we can see them again and then Wednesday. 
go off of those rankings once again. And speaking of rankings, I know you talked about Burroughs Sports before I was able to jump on this morning. I know we're running out of time, so I just want to hit on it real quick. I don't know if you did, but the NCAA Tournament Selection Show for Division II Women's Volleyball is tonight. I believe 6 or 6.30, I think it's 6, on NCAA.com. They'll come out with the show that will decide if Edinburgh Women's Volleyball season is over or if it continues in the regional uh, tournament this upcoming week. Um, if they do, the first match, I believe, would be December 3rd. So the ladies did fall in the PSAC semis, so we'll have to see if they still are a good enough team in the eyes of the NCAA Selection Committee to keep their season alive. Right, so I'm sure we're going to have all that information for you on edinburghnow.com, correct? Well, I'll be tweeting it out, and Edinburgh Now might be tweeting it out. I don't know. We'll try to, anyway, we'll try to keep happens. you covered no as much as we can. No for anything, Tubby. <laughs> right? So no we'll try to keep you for anything. All righty. So, all right, so thanks, Tyler. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for your commitment to the show. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you picking up the uh, slack where I am slacking, which seems to be more often than not as of late, but good job, and uh, everybody enjoy your holiday break and uh, the next few days time with families alike and uh, we'll be back on Monday morning at 9 o'clock alright thanks Tyler alright so that was the man the myth the legend Tyler Trumbauer hardest working man in campus media I'm Tubby this has been the morning after you got it locked in right here to 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio and we will see you back here Monday morning have a great one folks have a great holiday <laughs>